Hi, welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. I'm Sherry of A Quilting Life. And I'm Chelsea Stratton of Chelsea Stratton Designs. Yes, and <laughs> we're happy to be with you today. Today's episode is for Monday, November 2nd. It's November. <laughs> well, it's really not. We're taping it a little bit early, <laughs> but it's almost November. It's sweater weather, you guys. <laughs> yes, Chelsea's uh, playing the part today. So Yeah, I guys, I don't care if it's 90 degrees. I'm wearing a sweater. Yes. I am manifesting sweater season because it's time. And it's it time. is getting down into the 60s at night. So it is, yeah. We're happy here. We're able to open our windows up at night for a little bit, and that right. way some cool air gets through the house. It's right. still a little hot, guys, Yeah, <laughs> in Southern Nevada. So, so. this month, we are going to have three episodes. Yeah. And so what we decided that we would do when we have those three episode months is we kind of make one episode a special episode. Yeah. And We're so excited about today. it. That's today. It's We're, today. It's an all tip episode. Yeah. So just tips. Um, and so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I it's going to be fun. That's all we're going to be talking about. So. Yeah. Chelsea wrote 10 tips and I wrote 10 tips and yeah. we haven't seen them. So. Yes. And so some could be the same. Right. And know. it depends on how long we talk. Maybe we'll only do five each and save yeah. the others for another day. We'll see how the time goes. goes. Okay. Just before we get started, I'm going to talk about the quilts. This one is a brand new pattern I have with Balboa Fabrics. It's called Fresh Picked. And if you got the Balboa project package, mm -hmm. it was included in your package. And so you already have it, but anyone else can buy it now. It's in paper and PDF. And that is, I guess, my newest quilt. Yeah. The quilt on the table actually just came back to me. This is in a brand new Moda All-Stars book, Top the Table, which has all different uh, layer cake quilts and this is my layer cake quilt that was in that book with the summer sweet fabrics and it's bringing me back with the summer sweet yeah that feels like a lifetime ago yeah I feel like I made this about a year ago yeah and now that book I'll have to check it's either coming out soon or it's out and I'll put a link to that and then last thing on the table I have the American Patchwork and Quilting 2021 calendar because the October quilt is so cute. Your pumpkin quilt pumpkin is adorable quilt with our summer sweet fabrics also. Yeah. And I can pop a picture up also on the video and it comes with the calendar and also with a pattern book. The patterns. So you can make all of the the quilts that are in the calendar. Yeah. So And what's cool yeah. is it's like you could just, you know, go month by month or even if you didn't want to you could just do six for the year just pick yeah. your favorite ones or yeah. it's really really cool I think right. so and even if you just want to look at it for inspiration <laughs> yeah so. if you just want to look at it yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> thank you for so for, yeah no one thing I wanted to mention about book or magazine projects is that yeah you really don't get them back for like a year a year you know my pumpkin quilt that was in American Patchwork and Quilting right I remember I was was like I I don't like I want to submit this but and mom was like you should submit this and um but I didn't realize holy cow like you know the publication doesn't come out forever it takes so much work to right. you know finish a book project or you know 
a magazine to come out. So it's, it was interesting. It was a cool learning process for me. And oh yeah, so yeah, it's fun. It's always a nice surprise when you get your project back. So, right. Because like I said, this came back today and I knew I was getting something from Martingale and I didn't know what it was until yeah. I opened the box. <laughs> and I think I, I just realized, I think I misspoke the title of the book. I think this book is takes the cake, but there yeah. is another book called Top the Table yes. by Martin yeah. Gale as well. But this is Takes the Cake and it's all layer cake quilts. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> I got a lot of book titles in my head right now. So, guys, mom is like, okay. I'll like message her and be like, oh my goodness, I woke up and like got homeschool done. And she's like, <laughs> Well, I woke up at 6 a.m. and took a walk this morning and had a healthy breakfast and like sewed 20 things. And oh, I'm, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not even in a bad so. way. Like I'm so I'm always asking like she gave me a time management thing recently and I think it's going to be really, really helpful. I've been doing it with school. Oh, good. So I'm always ending around the same time and I'm always getting up at the same time now which has been super helpful. And I've been that's able great. to find time to sew. So that's great. Um, mom is super good at like time management and being productive. So I'm, I'm taking tips, guys. I try. Tips. <laughs> tips today. Tips. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my first tip is actually about pressing because and my quilter um, had talked to me about this. Uh, when I had first started quilting, especially with my borders, when I was pressing, I was pressing, like pushing, pressing. Right, right. And she, you know, just told me, you know, you don't want to push. Really, you're just pressing. And that was super, super helpful Helpful for me. I'm sure a lot of people already know this. But if you're a beginner quilter, um, you don't want to press and stretch and get those waves, you know, on your border or your quilt and... So that's my first tip, guys. Good pressing makes a good quilt. And I can thank my quilter, Marion, for that. So that's that's a great tip. That is my first tip. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, so my first tip isn't really, it's more general, I guess. So it is enjoy the quilting journey. Don't worry about perfection. And a really great example I wanted to share about this was I had some quilts on the wall in our old house that were really early quilts that I did. And they had all kinds of points cut off and they weren't terrific quilts in any sense, but I loved them because they represented my quilting journey. And I loved having them on the wall and walking by them and looking and seeing that a quilt doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful and to be loved. Yeah, And I'm actually where we're, the room where we're sitting in across the wall from me is one of my pretty early fall oh, really? quilts. What? And I'm looking, those flying geese aren't, they have some corners cut off and the leaves on that quilt, they have points cut off. And I love that quilt. And in fact, my friend who quilted it told me how much she loved quilting it. And she never said a word about my points that were cut off. So Aww. enjoy the journey. Enjoy your quilting journey. That's tip. my first tip. I'm glad you brought that up because I have a whole box of quilt tops that I am like too afraid to like send to a quilter to be quilted because they're not perfect. And oh, I, yeah. yeah, mom's like, oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> no. And, and I really should send them to be quilted because yeah, I agree with you. I think all, I took a lot of time 
to quilt, to sew those and piece those together, like a lot of my early stages of quilting, and I'm not even perfect now. Like I will, I brought something to you the other day that, and I was like, don't look too close because there (laughs) might be a point or two cut off and mom just always smiles. And, um, so yeah, I really should, I really do. I have a box in my closet. Um, of quilts, full yeah. of quilts. Yeah, but you should get them quilted. I quilted so much <laughs> when I just start when I had first started out. It was like addicting. I just right. loved to do it and read different styles of patterns that were written. And right. So okay, that's a tip in and of itself. If you're a new quilter, just yeah, read a lot of different sew patterns by a lot of different people, so you get different. Yeah, that's a great. And, and what it did for me is um, it was teaching me different methods. Different quilters write totally differently, and they're use, you're obviously using different methods in different right. quilts. And so that's what taught me was just quilting different types of quilt patterns from different designers. Um, and I just remember struggling with just the easiest the methods I think are so easy. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. But maybe I'll get the courage, you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Hopefully someday. Okay. okay. So you might remember this tip from um, our last podcast, but it, for me, it's totally a part of my process. Um, I do not cut and sew a quilt project the same day. I will cut out a project or even two projects in one day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it takes quite a bit of time, especially if, you know, some quilts have different, you know, blocks, different, a lot of different pieces. Um, and then that way I get to enjoy and start quilting the next day. That's all I, I get to just sew. And that's my favorite part is just sitting at the sewing machine and getting to sew. Um, and just recently I had an opportunity after homeschool to just sew all day long and it felt so, so good to be able to do that. So that's a huge tip for me. Um, and, and like, I don't just lay, like, Obviously, I'll lay out one project, but say I cut out two, I'll just put the other one in a project box, and that way it's all ready for me. If I don't even get to it for a month or two, it's ready to sew. So that's like a huge thing for me, especially saving time um, with having little kids at home. So Yeah, (laughs) I love that. I feel like I have some Christmas projects I want to start, and I don't have time to sew them yet, Yeah, maybe I could just cut them out, and then they'd be ready for me. Yes. That's a great idea. And it's kind of an incentive to sew, because you're like, oh... All the cutting is done. Right. You know, and I don't wait to cut at, like, I don't not cu- cut my borders. Right. When I start cutting out a project, um, I know some people who are like, oh, I'll cut my borders when I get to it, or I'll cut my binding when I get to it. Um, I cut absolutely everything out. That way I don't have to stop and be like, oh, I forgot to cut that one thing that, you know, I'd rather just be sewing right now. So, right. No, yeah. I th- I like that you brought that up because I'm about half and half with that. Half yeah. the time I'll cut the borders out in the beginning and half the time I want, won't. But I love it when they're cut out and you yes. get to that stage and you're like, oh yeah, I already cut that out. Yeah. It's ready to go. And so. that's why I do it is because yeah. I know my attitude at the end right. of the quilt will be like, oh, I'm so mad right now. I'm just not even going to do it. Like. Right. I'll just do it another day. So my I'm a lot happier when I have cut everything out. And yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. Okay. So my tip number two is take a class or two, however you can. Just I I quilted for quite a while before I took a class. And then when I took my first class, actually two friends invited me to take a class with them. And 
Up until that point, I had only learned quilting from my grandmother or from online blogs or from the patterns that I read. And when they invited me to take that class with them, and that would be Kathy and Debbie. I don't know if you guys listen, but anyway, (laughs) uh, it was super great because I learned a lot right away and a lot of things were explained to me. And so I feel like now things are a little bit different, but there are lots of classes online. Yeah. And it can be really helpful. Even if you feel like you don't have the time, just take one. Yeah. And see what you can get out of it. So isn't that so great though that we have all these options online? Like yeah. it has changed and you have probably seen like a huge change, you know, in that because social media is like so, so prevalent now. And right. Um yeah (laughs) I'm not saying you're old by the way oh that's okay I know I am no you're not so um what's funny though is a lot of times at market people will be like oh my goodness you guys aren't sisters like they'll think we're sisters it's so cute they're just just trying to (laughs) okay um no I I kind of want to comment on that though really quick because I had actually never taken a class and we got invited to go um, teach at Holly Hill. Right. It was my very first time teaching, and I was really nervous. And the experience was, I mean, there was so much value in the experience. I learned so much about, um, you know, how they ran their shop and just right. watch. And what I did really is, I mean, I probably looked like I was like super confident and stuff, but I was mainly just watching and listening to mom because um, I was just taking notes like mentally in my head because w- the next time we taught together was, was it up in Logan? Probably. Yeah. yeah. We went up to teach um, my girlfriend's quilt shop. Right. And such a different experience for me because I was able to jump right in and, you know, uh, help people and was a lot more confident. So I think taking classes is really important. You're going to, it's a very, it's totally filled with, you know, value and stuff. So, right. Yeah. And if you, you know, when I've taught, there are always those people that are there with their friends, but there are always the people there too who don't know anybody at all. And yes. they just sign up for the class and they go and yeah. they have a great time. They really so, do. Yeah. That so, has been the most fun for me. Like right. being with groups of women. I mean, the stories and that you learn about each and every one of them, I I mean, it's just awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And I want to just say, because you brought up Holly Hill. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't. Th- I think we're only going to get through five. Times I know. Each. I will see. <laughs> but I've been to Holly Hill. I, I'm so sad they're they're just online now. But yeah. They were a wonderful, wonderful shop. And Amazing shop. I feel like that was the first time that I really learned what it takes to be a shop owner because it, they would, you know, pick me up early in the morning and I would go to the shop with them and we did that also and you're kind of there before the shop opens you see what they do before the shop opens you're there you're waiting for the class to begin you teach the class and then they were always so good they would take us out to dinner at night and you're with them and and you know it was a if you're teaching two days in a row you do the same thing all over the next day and you just really see how hard shop owners work and how 
not only are they there all day, but then they have to still make their samples and go home. Yeah. They're going home at night and sewing for their store. It's just so inspiring to me. And take care of their families. That right. was another thing I saw. I mean, it is like this whole family right. thing, the support that they have for one another. And yeah. you shop owners, if you are listening, you, yeah. I mean, you guys are amazing yeah. and awesome. Yeah. And I, every shop I've been in has been that way. Yeah, just, they I just, work so hard. Yeah, it just hit me really hard that first time I went to teach there because yeah. I was spending, unless I was asleep, I was with them <laughs> and seeing their life. Yeah. So it was really, really interesting. Yeah. And she's still, Holly Hill, Jan still has her shop online too. Yes. So. Yeah, you can still um, purchase from her. You can still purchase She's still sewing her. up a storm and doing great kits. And Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Okay. Is it my turn or your turn? Um, did you do number three yet? I haven't done number three. Okay. <laughs> but I kind of talked about number three. Um, and I think, tell me if I'm wrong, I think I learned this from you. But um, just to make all your bindings before. So oh. you told me this, yes, right? Yes, yes. And just recently I had been kicking myself because I remembered mom had told me that. And I'm like... <laughs> If I would have just done this or even taking one day and making multiple bindings in a day, I mean, you're already making one, right? you know? And so what's so funny is I had all these quilts that I had done the binding for and then sewn, sewn them on, but I hadn't finished hand sewing them because I like to hand, I truly, I love to hand bind. Uh I have just been so busy with homeschool and my mom was like, I have all these seasons of Grey's Anatomy to get caught up on. <laughs> and I'm like, let me bring you some quilts to bind. <laughs> so, but it really is such a good tip because if you can just do them right before they're done, right, then you're ready. It's relaxing to sit down and watch a show and bind. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's relaxing. So thanks for the tip, mom. Oh, and it's so <laughs> similar to what we talked about before, having the borders cut when you yeah. get to the borders, having the binding Definitely. already made when that quilt comes back from the quilter is yeah. just a huge push to, yeah. to get it done. And quicker. yeah, so that, yeah. So when you go take your, either mail your quilt off or take your quilt to your quilter, that should be, you know, just make your binding before you get right. it back and then it's ready to go. So, right. Yeah. And the only time I don't do that is when I'm not sure what I want to use. Yes. Until which I totally get it back. Happens. Because sometimes you just really want to see that quilt quilted before you decide. Yeah. So that that's, that's actually guess, another good tip because yeah. Sometimes it's okay to wait. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. My third tip was just simply ask for help. Local quilt shops are great sources. There are lots of sources online. Sometimes people can point you to tutorials or blog posts or something where you can learn what you need to learn, but you have to ask. So I ask you all the time. <laughs> like I, I think I call, I think I call you like, do I call you the most out of all four of your children? Um, Be totally honest. I don't know. I don't are we needy so. kids? <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I, I think in the early stages of quilting, I was definitely calling and asking you a lot of questions right. about quilting and stuff. So yeah. And for a while there, I referred to your video of binding, the binding video, oh, right. like all the time. And I'm like, wait, what is she doing? Okay. Now I got to do this. Uh, when I was first starting out, cause I'm like, I can't call her. I know I can do this. So, um, <laughs> no, you can always call. There are so many resources though for help. Right. Though. 
you know, guaranteed there's probably a quilty friend, you know, and if not tutorials online, blogs have so, so many tips. So you just search it and you will find people. (laughs) No, I was lucky I had my grandmother to call. So I called her all the time with my quilting questions. Okay. So my next one, um, is pin, 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 you guys. <laughs> That's a so great tip. So I have a really embarrassing story. I called mom one day and I was like, I don't understand like why my rows are not like <laughs> lining up. And mom's like, well, are you pinning? Like, are you pinning your rows? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally pinning my rows. Like who wouldn't pin their rows? Well, Guys, this is early stages, so don't judge. I literally had been pinning, pinning using Wonder Clips. Oh. So I had just put the Wonder Clips on, but it is not as sure. Not that they were completely off. Right. When you pin your projects, your rows together, and you get them, you know, in those, in those scenes, you know what I'm talking about. The scenes nest, nest. Yes. Yeah. It is going to surely, it is going to hold your quilt together. There is always, there can be tension that can, you know, cause the quilt to shift. You need to pin. Like when I'm sewing my backing together, I pin everything now. Um, Actually, Moda asked, sent all the de- designers like a list of questions. And they're like, are you a fan of pinning or do you not pin? And I'm like, I think I like over pin. I should create a meme for it <laughs> because everything is pinned together, but. Um, that is my other big thing is just pin, yeah, pin, pin. Great. Okay, people. Great tip. When you, re- I promise your next project, when you're pinning, you're going to be like, pin, 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 because <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> talked about pinning. Awesome tip. Okay, my number four, I think that was, right? Yes. Okay, my number four I just did is number four. make, you know, double check your quarter inch seam and... That was something that I quilted several years. And in fact, that's what I learned at that first class that I took was the teacher was really good. She just came over to me and she said, oh, you know, it doesn't look like it looks like your quarter inch seam is a little big. And I was like, oh, and and I'm like, well, how can what can I do? And she showed me how to put a ruler in my machine, you know, and we put a piece of tape on my machine at the time and. Later, I, I learned that I could move my um, needle over to the right and do it without the tape. But that was such a great help because once she showed me that simple thing, my quilting accuracy just increased immediately. So yeah, so yeah, check your quarter inch seams, and I do have a video on that too here on the channel. Oh, awesome! If you yeah, um, I actually when our Desert Bloom collection came out you had given me a layer cake and you were like, Hey, this is like, you're just starting quilting. This is a super easy make. And that was one thing that was off was my quarter inch was seam was just not, um, a hundred percent accurate and it makes a huge difference. I mean, so that's where I learned that. And now, um, I use the diagonal seam tape and I get it all lined up and that is like perfect because as long as I line that up perfectly, I know I'm good. Uh, Which is Such super a great helpful. Product. Yeah, that's yeah. going to make all the difference. Is just making, you know, that'll make your accuracy right top notch. Um, I think you kind of talked about this on your first one. Uh, I've learned that 
a lot this year. It, well, it's been reinforced this year. Um, you can't force creativity. That's going to be my next tip. You cannot, um, if you are not feeling a project or feeling like sewing, you don't have to do it. Like, um, I kind of went through that this summer. I just wasn't, I couldn't wrap my head around creating. And that was really, really hard for me. Um, life happens, things change, uh, for me, you know, just, um, even homeschooling now, 20 minutes a day is probably like 20 to 30 minutes a day is really, really good for me. But, you know, just like a couple of weeks ago, I was able to get hours in, which was right. crazy. I couldn't even believe it, but right. it just is a day-to-day thing. But, um, especially when designing a fabric line, I can't, I know mom knows this. Sometimes she'll be like, Oh, well, like, are we, what are we working on now? What are we going over? And I'm like, I haven't even like done anything right now cause I'm not feeling it. But like when I'm feeling creative, it's like I'll have a, so many right. things. It's just the gates are open. Yeah. The gates are open yeah. and it's um, how it's supposed to be. So yeah. I may feel like sometimes there can be a lot of pressure on having to do something with the excitement of maybe new patterns that have come out that somebody created and, you know, some people can whip out a quilt in a day. It's crazy. And, but just not forcing it is super important and keeping that spark. That's a great spark. tip. So, yeah, I really like that. My next tip is challenge yourself regularly. Always have at least one project going on that's a bit out of your comfort zone. Just one. Just one thing <laughs> that maybe you think is hard or that you're not doing perfectly whether it's applique or curved piecing or just small piecing or I just think it's really good to have something that is making you stretch just a little and it, it doesn't have to be something that you work on all the time, but maybe that you just pull out now and again just to keep that growth process going. Yeah. So um, you designed a quilt with Clover Hollow. Um, is that the Balboa quilt? Mm-hmm. That quilt is called Balboa and yeah. it has curves. And yes. I was super intrigued by that. And I kind of made um, a mental note of it because I am totally like doing curved piecing, like scares me uh-huh. so bad. And um, every time I get around to it, I'm like, ah, nope, maybe next time. But no, um, Vanessa Gertzen of Lella Boutique, uh, she designed so I kind of made a mental note of that curved piecing and she designed a pattern called it's uh, her tulips quilt, I believe, um, with her nest fabric. Uh-huh. And, uh, she, she gave me the pattern and she said, I'm going to give you this pattern. Curved piecing is, I promise you will find it is so much fun and you totally need to make a quilt. So it's actually in my box as oh, one of good. the quilts I need. So actually I I think I need to tackle that one next, but um, I loved that. I loved that she was like, you take this pattern and you, you learn that technique because it's not as hard as you're making it seem. And right. so I like that. I like challenging yourself. It's how you learn. It's how you grow in right. any aspect. So um, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Tulip quilts in the future, people. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I think we've each shared five tips now, and we're each going to share two more. Yeah. So my next tip is, and I almost kind of brought it up when you were talking earlier, but (laughs) a little bit similar. the same? Well, when you talked about not forcing creativity. Oh, yeah. So my tip is don't be afraid to stop a project if you're not feeling it or to repurpose it. So in other words, if you have a project and 
you know, you're excited about it, you start sewing it, and then you get a third of the way through and you're just not loving it, whether it's the fabrics or the combinations or even the pattern itself. Yeah. I say don't be afraid to quit. And maybe you maybe you made some blocks and you can make it into a table runner and give it to somebody, or maybe you just want to donate the whole thing and give it out to get it out yeah. of your house. Don't be afraid to do that. So yeah. I think it's okay. I had a project like that once that I donated and to a, a friend's sewing group. And she told me later that there was a project and the woman, one of the women in the group had taken it and finished it and she loved it. Oh my goodness. And that's I was awesome. so glad that I had donated it and it wasn't bringing me joy anymore to keep working on it, but somebody else loved it. Yeah. So just don't be afraid if you're not loving something, just, just yeah. it's okay to give it up. That's really cool that yeah. she found, found it and she found joy in that right. project. That's yeah. really awesome. And I love that. Yeah. You weren't like, I'm just going to throw this away. Like, right. you know, you repurposed it and right. um, somebody else was, was able to use it. And sometimes you find that sometimes you do, you start a quilt project and you're like, I really don't like this or right. I don't think I'm going to, you know, use this in my house or put it on a bed. And right. that's okay to feel that way. Cause yeah, Sometimes it just changes. Sometimes your idea of what you think it's going to turn out to be is not what happens. Right. So, and that's okay. That's yeah. all part of creativity. So, yeah. okay. So we have definitely talked about this before, but uh, I actually want to remake a pattern that I made before that was a mini. Um, it's Camille's Clam Bake mini and what I really want to do is I want to make it in all of our fabric lines that'll be so fun so so cute it's the cutest pattern um I've also made the larger version Uh uh which is equally as cute but what I found when making the first one and I was um newer at quilting um I didn't starch any of my smaller pieces and those are small small pieces right so my other big tip is starching for me I don't do it on all of my quilts. Right. But when I am sewing with small pieces and small blocks, I starch every time because it's just so helpful. I mean, you're not going to have that fray on the edges and fabrics aren't going to get stretched weird. Um, so, um, yeah, starch guys, yeah. starch. If, and, and I always think of Kimberly from Fat Quarter Shop when I think about starching because <laughs> she's always like, where's my starch? Yes. <laughs> my starch. And we were talking, for some reason, when we were there filming, she was talking about her starch went missing. Oh. And, or like it was sold out and she was like, what? Uh-huh. So starch guys. Starch. Sorry, that was super random. But no, I no. always think of her when, when I bring, when I'm starching. It's funny that you said you want to make a mini clam bake with our fabrics because I've thought of doing that too. What? I never made the big version of that quilt, but I did make her mini version yeah, with I her fabric. With her fabric. When, when the In pattern Ruby. first came out. Yeah. Or little Ruby. Or- yeah. And I still have the pattern and it would be super cute in our fabrics. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. Wow. I think we're both going to have to make one. We might have to do a sew along with each we other. Should. Like- <laughs> we should. We so, should. Progress yeah. picks and everything. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so my last tip, and I think I might have mentioned this before, I don't know, three or four or five episodes ago, but this is a tip I've always given people, but not necessarily followed as completely as I've been following it lately. (laughs) So I've really... I have a knack for doing that. uh, I always knew it was a good tip and I always tried to do it, but lately I've had to do it and it really (laughs) helps. So... 
clean your sewing space regularly. And really filming videos for the YouTube channel during this time of pandemic has made me realize how important that is because we've been, we filmed really regularly through the summer. Mm-hmm. And so I always had to make sure that my sewing room was cleaned up and ready to film. And it has been a huge blessing. Sometimes you just don't want to take that time to, you know, clean up and put things away and sort. Oh, totally. You'd rather be sewing, but it makes a huge difference. And so that that's my final tip to just, you know, do that schedule time on your calendar weekly to just do a, a mini sort and a mini clean and yeah. you'll just be much more productive. I'm glad you brought that up because my rule is, and you know, I'm a big cleaner and organizer anyways. I have been since I was born, but, (laughs) um, I, my rule for myself is that I, uh, I do that clean after every project. So like when I'm every new quilt, so every happy days quilt afterwards, it was vacuum and sweep and wipe down and dust and everything. And what it does for you is it clears your palate. It like dad's, my dad, he's always like, I got to clear my table. I've got to yeah. clear it off. <laughs> and um, it's been really helpful for me. I feel like I used to be like, oh yeah, I've got like six things going on and they're all right here. And it just wasn't like, um, it wasn't good for me to like see that just, just for like me personally. Uh, it's important for me to clean after every project. So after I'm going to finish a quilt, actually, hopefully tonight. I just oh, got to put the awesome. rows together um, and then I'll clean it again. But what's so great. And so I don't make her do this, but um, my oldest daughter, she loves it. She's like, Oh, are you done with a project? Can, can I vacuum? Can, can I earn, can I earn um, a dollar or two by vacuuming, <laughs> cleaning your room? So I have help. That's and, great. Um, don't be stealing her from me. Because, yeah. I have to have her help. Yeah. Me. She love right now. She's super in that stage where she loves earning money and uh-huh. saving and deciding what she wants to use to save and to spend. And so, uh, she, she'll peek her head in there and be like, so how's your project going mom? So it's really cute. But Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah no, I cleaned my sewing room today and it had gotten pretty bad because we hadn't filmed anything for two yeah. weeks. So it went two weeks and I was just like, Oh no, I can't do this <laughs> again. I, I have to get back on my weekly schedule yeah. of cleaning because now it's beautiful in there. And my, my, center island is completely clear and such a good feeling yeah I have some bindings I need to prepare and now I can just put those fabrics on the table and there's plenty of room and I can cut it and yeah it's great I love that yeah okay so my last tip is uh because I just recently had to do this after um I had some scraps from this Balboa quilt that I was making for for the project package and um to organize your fabrics by color. So I have been, this is just on organization for me. It's easier to organize them, not by a specific fabric line, but to do it by color. Um, so I have bins of separate colors and it's great because if I want to do a color oriented quilt, um, which I do a lot, um, I have them to pull from. And actually when you had brought up that, um, Lisa Alexander, had taken the mini charms right. and separated by color. That's my next project. And I'm really excited about it because I collect the minis and right. I can't wait to see what I get. And I think by doing that, 
I'll see a lot of potential in all of um, the different shades and ranges of the colors together for one project. So that's kind of my goal um, when I have some time. But um, so, yeah, so that's my tip. If you're organizing your fabrics and you've thought about doing it, uh, I suggest by color. I think it's a great way to organize your fabrics. So yeah, I love that. In fact, I just made myself a note. <laughs> Mom's making a note. I want to organize my mini charms by color too. <laughs> and so yeah, so I, this was really fun. This was really fun. Was... I hope everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it was fun to yeah. you know because we didn't talk about what we had. I had emailed Chelsea earlier, write them down, come prepared, <laughs> and I will do the same thing. But we never talked about what yeah. we were going to share. And I love that. I love, I love it. that That's... we don't like sit and be like, okay, well, what do you have? So right. it makes so. it interesting and fun. But Right. So we hope you enjoyed this kind of special podcast episode Bonus. today. Yeah. You know, whether you're just listening on your favorite subscriber or watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. We appreciate the feedback the reviews, the comments. Um, We're just so glad that you're here. And yeah, thank you. And our next episode will be Monday, November 16th. Yes. So that will, wow. So this was episode 13. That will be episode 14. We're just moving right along. (laughs) So thank you so much for stopping by. (laughs)